0: Yo, welcome to Life with Me and Mrs. Jones. We're back with another one. We've been away for a minute. We had caught COVID, guys, mm-hmm. and uh, it was not something fun. I don't, re- I don't wish that on nobody. But guess what? We're back. We're ready to give you some more heat. So thank you all for tuning in, and let's jump into it. So I got my co-host with me,
1: Mrs. Jones.
0: And so Mrs. Jones, what are we talking about today? What, what are we gonna share with the people today?
1: Okay, so <clears throat> you know, I was thinking about like sometimes in life we go through things and we go into things with like the most purest intentions and I think that is definitely for those of you who already know who we are where we come from um, I think that it's time for us to officially address the elephant in the room um, and just talk about like our experience with the church that we were with before and you know to kind of share our experience and where why we are where we are right now um for those of you who don't know we were with a ministry for 16 plus years um since we were you know like 16 17 years old and um things were good at the beginning we were learning we were passionate we were on fire for God. We were, you know, just trying to work on our relationship with who God was, develop that for ourselves. Um, And we did that. And then we we were placed in leadership. Um, And then it feels like, well, not that it feels like, but things kind of just went haywire after a little while. Um, And so we decided, and it was about three years ago, this, this, around this season, this time, That we um, separated ourselves from that ministry because of so many different things, hurtful things that, that took place. And so I think that it's time now for us to address that. But also not just that, just to address like when you go into life, into things, and you have the most purest intentions, and then the results end up being tainted. Yeah, Like how many times has that actually happened? Not even in just ministry. Of course, people talk about being church hurt all the time. Like that's like a new trending topic. The you know, being church hurt. And I'm not even talking about being church hurt. But I'm talking about like when you have the most pure intentions, like you're 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 so genuine in in what you want to do. You go into um, whatever this thing is, life, work, your relationship, um, and then things just come in and, and taint it and, and, and make it such an ugly thing that you, you find yourself not even wanting that anymore, not even, you know, wanting to associate with, with people within that community anymore, um it does it does so much damage and I think that a lot of times we as people we do such a good job of of masking and covering up and pretending that everything is okay and when deep down inside we are are really hurting because of the results that 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 you know come out of it um so I think just to talk about like you know our experience real quick um, like I said, we were with this ministry for for 16 plus years. We we spent our entire, uh, the later part of our teenage years and all of our 20s and into our 30s um, just pouring into to the ministry. Um, and we went into it with the intention of like, we're doing this unto God. We're doing this to be pleasing unto God because we had such a fervent fire and desire to you know, just to help others discover how good God really can be because he had done so many things for us at, at such a young age. We were teenage parents. We, you know, we had so many obstacles to overcome that when we started to, um, you know, really hone into who God was, we wanted other people to experience it, but not in a religious way. We never I mean, we had some religious moments. Yeah, um, but I think that our purest intentions were that we wanted to show, especially young people, young adults, that it's okay to love God. It's okay to live, you know, a wholesome and, and holy life and still have fun and still love God, still live life. And I think that within our time span of, you know, trying to do that, that of course religion came in, creeped in, and we became religious and, and we shunned a lot of people and we shunned friends and family and, and, you know, like we, we our, our, our pure intentions became, be, began to, to taint our relationships with the people who we were supposed to be inspiring and, and who were we, who we were supposed to be, you know, helping to also want what we had. Um, and, and of course we could go on the record to say, well, that's the church's fault or that's the blah, 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 whatever it, it, the fact of the matter is that, is that it happened and that it started to warp our, our spirit. And I think that we got to a place and feel free to jump in at any time we got to a place where we had a good core group. Of you know, other people who were just as on fire, and we were destined to you know, to help grow this ministry and to reach so many people.
0: Let me let me me interject real quick because I I feel like even before all these people came that were on fire and want to do what we were doing, we held down the ministry.
1: Well, absolutely, you know what I'm saying?
0: (laughs) We were running transitional homes, we were cleaning up transitional homes. We were, you know, not cleaning up transitional, but cleaning up the ministry. And we just did a lot of things in the background that people didn't see, mm-hmm. right? And like I said, we were doing this when we were young. We were in our teens doing this stuff because we just wanted a different life. We wanted to see, you know, what God is really like, how. All these people talk about how great God is and what God can do. And God's going to give you this and God's going to give you that. And we didn't go into it because we wanted those things. We just wanted a better life than what we had because... <clears throat> To be honest, like, you know, we party, you know, we went to clubs every once in a while. We had drinks, you know what I'm saying? I I smoked my black and miles and, you know, I did my thing and how I did it. And I just got fed up with some of the stuff that I was doing. And I felt like turning to God would help change some of these things about myself. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think in my own mind that I can change any things about these things about myself. I thought there had to be another being to actually come in and change them for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was my mindset. And so I gave my life over to God. And I said, God, because I'm an extremist. Everything I do, I do extreme extremes, right? Yes, that's the truth. I'm either always on one end of the spectrum or I'm always on the other or I'm always on the other end. There's no middle before me. Mm-hmm. So when I said I'm gonna give my life to God, that's exactly what I did. He went all in. I went all in. Head
1: to, first. To
0: the point where, you know what I'm saying, I was. Reading my Bible every single day, hours upon hours a day. I would carry my Bible around everywhere I went. I would talk to everybody about God. And it got to the point where I was like pushing people away.
1: Yeah. Let me just interject. Because I was thinking more so like, okay, we'll accept Jesus Christ. We'll, you know, we'll we'll live a little bit of a better life, but we'll still, you know, like dibble and dabble. Like I was think my intention it was pure, but it was also kind of like, I was thinking, like, we're just going to go out here and live like the rest of people who call themselves Christians. And so then when Corey decided, like, no, I'm going all full-fledged, and he carried his Bible around, I told him, I said, no, 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 you're being religious. Like, like you it, you don't have to do all that. Like, we can still go out. We can still have fun. We can still, and he was like, no, if, I, if I'm going to do this, I have to do it all the way. And I was kind of like, that wasn't my plan.
0: Yeah, but it was most definitely mine. So <laughs> my intention when I went into it was, to really serve God with my whole heart, mind, body, and spirit, right? So I got in there and I did that because I was also battling some things too internally that just surfaced up. And I'm like, these things are lies because some of the things that I was dealing with internally was never my truth. Mm -hmm. But I heard voices telling me this is what I am, this is what I'm going to be, Uh, this is what I'm going to do to people, all these different things. So I'm like, all right, it's time for me to surrender my life to God. And all this stuff was, you know, during... College, You know yeah. what I mean? When this stuff happened. And I made that switch and said, you know what? I'm done with the world. I'm about to serve God. And what I thought that looked like was being in the church 24-7. Praying 24-7. Being with church people all the time. Mm-hmm. Not being outside of church people. Going to every service that was uh, around and available. And mm-hmm. just, you know, praise the word. That's, that's what I did day in and day out, y'all. And you got to keep this in mind. I was still 18 at this point.
1: Well, you were in college.
0: In college. So I was what? 18. Mm. No. 19?
1: When you had that, when you had your your real like...
0: Encounter was in 2000 and I want to say... Eight. Eight. And, but we were I was in our in, 20s. Yeah, we was in our 20s, but I was in church before that, right? But when I really had that encounter, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because we was going to church prior to me having my encounter. We was going to church, opening up the church. I was doing prayer... Alicia was singing and we would hit the club the next, you know. Yeah, the next that Saturday.
1: Saturday we was out, out drinking, you know, drinking partying, partying, watching the sun come up and then right. hurrying up and driving home. To get to church. Washing our face and getting ourselves prepared to, you know, right. we would minister min- the gospel.
0: Minister the gospel. <laughs> and we've been on three, four hours of sleep.
1: So, so so, that shows you that, like, it was a process for us to 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 get to the, the place where we were, because we didn't, a lot of people think that when you accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, the, and then you just make a, a immediate switch, like that did not even happen for us. And I think that was part of the reason why we were so passionate about like telling everybody else, like we didn't do this the perfect way. We already had had a kid at a wedlock and we didn't get married immediately after, even though people from the church realm said well now y'all got a baby you got to get married. It was like well we're 16 we ain't even old enough to get married yet. And we didn't get married until we was in our early 20s, till 21 and 22. But it I think that for me it was like okay this goes to show that like, yes, I love God. I prayed to God every day when I was going through, you know, my pregnancy and hiding it for seven and a half months. And, and, you know, there were situations where I was praying and I grew up in the church. And so I knew what needed to be done. But I think that a lot of times people have this, this, this idea that like, once I say this prayer salvation, and I surrender my, my life to God, that snap of the finger and then I'm completely transformed and 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 so our life was a a a great depiction of like yeah we were in the church doing the work of God and we were still allowing the process to happen within our own hearts and I don't think that even in those times that God wasn't using us there wasn't there wasn't times where it was like you know We just went, came from the club. We sleepy tired. But when I got up to sing and do praise and worship, like I believe that the Holy Spirit came in and and really used me even in my, you know, weakest times where it's like, it wasn't like I was, you know, St. Mary or something, you know what I'm saying? Like I had just came from partying, but when I came and I got on that, on that platform to sing, then, you know, it was like all of that. Didn't even matter anymore. And I think that that was what fueled us to do it even more and to, you know, walk away from the world.
0: Yeah. And and I think with that, because we were doing that and I mean, we were in our rawest purest form, right? We're going to do us because we were still young yeah, and we're going to serve God. That's the way we want to do it. And that's the way most Christians, and I'm going to use that term loosely, Mm -hmm. uh, do it because They're like, well, I serve God. And then you got your real religious folks when you can't do it that way. Right. You got to do it this way and you need to give up this. You need to give up that. You need to get and it's Like, no, all these things are a process because we got to ask ourselves or ask them. When you first got saved, how much stuff did you give up immediately? Yeah. And some people say, I quit everything cold turkey. Well, that means then you have the ability all this time to quit stuff cold turkey Uh, and you didn't need God to do it.
1: Well, you
0: know what I'm saying? Now, if you're going to use God. God is a God of process. Mm-hmm. God is a God of time. Yeah. If you think about how the world was created, it was a process. There was time that was added and put into play. And that's the same thing with people. I don't know why religious folks think that God doesn't have to have a process with you, but <laughs> only the world. Come on. When he created it, right? And that's a problem. And, and that messes up a lot of people.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so what I was, what we were doing was. Doing what we knew to do, you know, serve God and we still want to have fun. But when the switch happened in 2008 with me, I really gave my life over to God. And when I came into the ministry that time around, I was on fire. I'm talking yeah. about there was nothing nobody can do to put it out. No. I wanted to read all day. I didn't want to get out the word. I just, I pushed God, pushed God, pushed God. And that's what I thought serving God was like because that's what I knew. Mm-hmm. And a part of me was like, I want to do this because if I really want to know God for who God is then I need to do it this way. Again, I operate in extremities. Yes. And so I did that on fire. And then people started coming to church and people started seeing me change. And within this process, I lost a lot of friends. Yes. You know what I'm saying? They didn't want to be bothered with me. They were, and these people were close to me.
1: Yeah, close friends.
0: They knew who I was before coming to Christ. They're like, Corey, you my dog. I love you. And you're so fun. You're so you're fun. Crazy. You're so crazy. You're so- right? And then what happened was they had to see me still operate as the old me but not like with the drinking and the party and then the cursing and all the stuff I was doing. Mm-hmm. They was like, "Man, you still fun." Somebody said, "You are still a dope dude. You still fun to hang around." Yeah. I said, yeah, "I'm just saved now." And so, y'all, we went in there, both my wife and I, with the intentions to really run ministry, really serve God. And then after a while, things began to get crazy. Yeah. Like, you know, we had leadership that didn't quite know what to do. Right. We had leadership. Who was very religious and bossy. But when they came in, their intentions were not that to be way, bossy yeah. and to be religious. They came in with a pure heart too. They came in to help people. Yeah. They came in to really help uh, build yeah. lives and heal families and restore things. That's what the ministry was about.
1: Yeah,
0: That's what the whole ministry was based off of.
1: Right. That's what ministry is supposed to be. Supposed to be anyways. Period. Don't matter if it's this ministry is the one on the corner. That's what it's supposed to be.
0: Right. And, and that's what we were doing. That's what we lived by, right? Yeah. And so after a while, people begin to get power hungry. Come on. They become, They begin to get money hungry.
1: Title hungry. Title
0: hungry. And so all these things begin to take place in ministry. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm watching it, right? And I begin to start to see church in a different light. Yes. The beautiful thing is though, I knew who God was. Come on. And that was the thing that I, stu- I stood on and I held on to Very tightly. Even though all this craziness started to happen. Like, you know, people started to get put out the church because they said something to the uh, preacher. Mm. Uh, People that worked for the church had their keys stripped for them because they was trying to defend themselves against a preacher that was talking reckless to them. Um, You know, people that was paying tithes but got to live any type of way they wanted to. Mm. And the preachers wouldn't say nothing to them. But the people that didn't pay tithes, they was on their head. All these things began to happen. Yeah. And we watched it. And... My wife and I, you know, we was at this point doing, what we was doing, coming in faithfully, opening the church, locking the church, cleaning the church, <laughs> buying stuff for the ministry, paying tithes, giving offering, going to every service event. We did all this stuff.
1: Our life was completely devoted to God. ministry. God,
0: we listen. We didn't go out. No, we didn't hang out with our friends that we no. still had. We didn't go nowhere. We didn't take vacations. No. I'm talking about nothing. No, no, no,
1: no. We couldn't. We we felt obligated like I can't miss church I can't I I'm we were the model Christians we were the model of of this ministry like look at us do what we're doing and you know it's like we completely sacrificed our life this is what this is what you're supposed to do and you know and so we thought that that's what
0: but that, but that wasn't how this this that wasn't how it was supposed to go, right? No. And then what happened is, when we would see people go out and have fun and hang out and miss church and stuff, we were on their head
1: and my feelings and, and
0: our feelings. And so the religious part of us started to come out because our leadership became very religious.
1: And because we felt like it wasn't fair, like how is it that on our Friday nights we going to do these you know Sing other heads. services and y'all over here at Dave and Buster's having a good old time and y'all didn't invite us, right? Like, and, and then it, it got to the point that people was like, well, we already knew that y'all had church. And we already knew that y'all were going to be busier, that you probably wasn't going to come. So we just didn't invite y'all. So then we started getting in our feelings, like everybody else going on vacations, going to do all these things and still living their life. And then we just, you know, at the church.
0: Every day. All day.
1: Singing unto the glory of God. And let me tell you, I sang to the glory of God. And I, I meant it. But then afterwards, it was kind of like. But I wanted to go, you know, our kid, our daughter didn't even, she was like, can I just go to the roller rink on a Friday? Yeah,
0: we wouldn't even let our daughters go hang out because we were like, no, we're church people. This is what we do. Yeah. And so, y'all, like, this was a lot for us. And mm-hmm. it began to, for me, after seeing all this stuff and how faithful I was to the ministry, how much time we both devoted, how much money we put into the ministry, everything we done, we still got treated like people that was not devoted. Come on. We got treated like people that did not pay tithes, The people did not clean the church. I'm talking about, then they started picking specifically on me, my leadership. Mm -hmm. They put both my wife and I in leadership positions. They said, we're going to dang you guys as the pastors, right? Now, mind you, before we got to the pastor pastoral role, we were growing the ministry. We
1: were the face. We were the face
0: of the ministry. People were coming to hear me preach. They were like, who's preaching? You were the other person. I'm like, well, I'm preaching this week. But, Come anyways, even if I'm not preaching, right? Because I wasn't about me. I was about the kingdom. Yeah. So I would do this. And when the other person would preach, they would talk about all type of stuff. They would do just little antics and tactics. And it's like that. We don't need all that. And people stop coming. Yeah. So we had to work to build this ministry back up. Y'all, I'm talking about we done everything we could
1: and there were so many things that we did behind the scenes Scenes. there were so many things that we would do people would talk about the ministry people would talk about our leadership they would come and ask us questions even family would be like yeah nah if we come to town we're not coming to y'all's church and I would personally be offended like but this is our church like it's our you know like we have so many things and you know like we me and Corey are doing so many wonderful things like And, and I would get so offended and so sad. And, and, and so it, we, it, we felt like a betrayal. Like when we got to this point where it was like, we, we are doing so much to save face for this ministry that it really wore Corey all the way out. When, when, when our leadership started saying things like, well, I'm intimidated by you, Corey. Um, You just want to. I'm going to I'm going to challenge
0: everything you do. Let
1: y'all do it, but I'm going to challenge everything. I'm going to make it hard for you. I'm going to make it almost impossible and start it, you know, like almost trying to divide other people against us because we we were getting the ministry in a place where it was thriving. People were coming. We had new ideas. We had we were on a completely different um teaching scale we stopped teaching religiosity and we started teaching relationship we started speaking against christianese and the blessed and highly favored and the you know god is gonna just bless you if you give if you're gonna break the back of poverty if you give a thousand dollars and we was like no it's time time out for all that right like it's really about establishing a relationship with god figuring out who he is and and working on being your best Self, and we started preaching that. We started dissecting and really studying the word and dissecting it and bringing it in such a way that people's lives really began to change. And because the our leadership wanted to continue to mold people to just be minions, right, and and follow their their direction, they told us that we needed to be exactly like them. Yep. When if we're not here then they should hear the same, you, you guys should be preaching and sounding exactly like us. And we was like, no, we got a problem with that because yes, we all have different teaching and preaching styles, but we were targeting a totally different demographic.
0: Right. And go ahead. Because I, I really got to jump in here too, because it's like, I'm different and once and, and, and let me say this the, the scales because I was doing a lot of the preaching yeah. a lot of the preaching more than Alicia was she was a singer she was the praise and worship leader yeah I was doing the preaching right after a while the scales fell off my eyes and I said, you know what? I'm going to stop being religious because I watched how people were pushed away. Yeah. I watched how people came in broken and they wanted to be healed. They wanted help. And we were just continuing to beat them up because they missed the service or yes. they didn't go to an extra service. I said, you know what? That's not who I really am. Yeah. I adopted the practices of my leadership. I began to embody who they were and I became them and it did not work for me. Mm-hmm. I had to get back to the original Corey. So I said, you know what? time out for the religion I'm done with it the scales fell off my eyes and once the scale fell off my eyes because everything that I was doing that was religious it was pleasing my leadership they was, was pushing ro- people. It, but it was pushing people away they was rocking with me then oh Corey you the best you the best preacher you sound like Creflo Dollar you A, B, C, and D and then after that after the scales fell off oh Corey's bucking the system Corey ain't uh, teaching this and we're going to challenge what he's saying. When I would be preaching in the pulpit, they would say, oh, well, that ain't that ain't necessarily true. And it's like I'm coming straight out the Bible. So all these things begin to happen. I say, you know what? Nah, religion is done. I'm killing religion. And my mission was to kill religion at that point. Yeah. And people began to get saved in my preaching. Bible studies were slim. Nobody was coming. Yeah. Once I switched my style of preaching, said we're going to do it like this. Bible studies picked up. People picked up. Uh, 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 souls was saved All these things began to happen In the ministry
1: And people started coming to us and asking us questions They started coming to us and saying Like you know Can you pray for me for this Or how do I get closer to God in this way Or how wow. do I deal with this And, and, and uh, one of our leaders Told people well you can come to You can come to me You can talk to me And they were like yeah but we know You know but But the way that Corey and Alicia just, you know, make it so attainable. They make it so, you know, and we're not trying to hype ourselves at all. At all. We're talking about just how we were so pure and how, right. how everything transitioned for us. And so we we started seeing, you know, Corey would go to the barbershop and he would talk to other other guys about God and they would see, you know, that he wasn't the same as them and they would be like, dude, if if you... If you had a church, I would come or, you know, I rock with right. you or whatever. And 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 other women would, would come and be like this. I'm dealing with this, this, that, or the third. And and they just and we never judged people. Nope. We, you know, we understood where people were coming from. And we, we wanted to relate to them on a personable level first, a relational level. And sometimes we might not even say come to church or nope. let me pray with you or nothing. We would just listen. Right. And, and. Because those tactics were working for us, then those people started to basically shun everything that we were doing. Yeah. And, and so to make a long story short, um, you know, we, we saw where so many things within the ministry were just people were leaving. People were
0: leaving. People yeah. were
1: like, "I'm not. I'm gonna give my my offering and my ties, but I'm not writing my name on it because yeah. I don't want Nobody people to judge my money. To, yeah, to to
0: count my money, treat
1: me a certain kind of way because I give this much, and it 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 just became a lot.
0: It became toxic, and y'all, we're saying this because you can go into a situation with the purest. Intense uh, intentions, right? Mm-hmm. And then over time, things begin to taint you. Yeah. And then you don't want to fool with those things no more. Yeah. That can be relationship. that can be family, that can be whatever, right? Yeah. We're not just boxing this in the church, but we're giving you our experiences, yeah. right? But this can apply across the entire uh, spectrum. Yeah. Relationships. Uh, uh, you know, family, friends, people can do... You come in with the right intentions, but you don't know nobody else's motives. Right. They can come in with the right intentions, and then later on, their motives and intentions change, but you're still pure. Yes. And then what happens is you get hurt in the process, and you're like, wait a minute. This is not how this is supposed to go. Come on. And then what you start to do is you start to look at things differently.
1: Yeah.
0: And then you start turning your nose up at different things. Like, nobody comes into anything saying... I'm going to mess this up today. Yeah. I'm going to come into a relationship. I want to get beat up today. I want to get abused today. Right. I want to get mistreated. Or I'm, I'm going to go to my family and I want my family to dog me out. Nobody goes in there with that mindset. No. But it happens.
1: I like to use the example of kids. You know, like how many kids deal with childhood trauma? You know, and it's like kids are kids come into this world so pure, so innocent. And it's the, it's the experiences that taint our children, it's the trauma that, that taint them because they have no, you know, it's like, I was just born into this family. And we tell kids all the time that we talk to, like, you can't control who your parents are, are, what family you were born into. And so, so, you know, this is our experience with the ministry part of it. And there's so many people who know us and seen us and know us for being a part of this ministry. And then one day we was just like, we went to the leadership. We said, these are the things that we're noticing. These are the things that, you know, that we want to do. We would like to schedule a meeting with y'all to talk about it. Because if not, the ministry is not going to survive. People are leaving every day. And they told us, well, we'll meet with y'all when we think
0: Absolutely, we want
1: to meet with y'all.
0: And that, and that was the issue that I had because I'm watching this ministry now. I'm the pastor of the church. I wasn't the senior pastor but I was the pastor of the church. They passed the torch over to me and my my wife and we was running things. Church was thriving, right? They became intimidated. They they challenged everything we did. You know, all these things happened. I couldn't really preach that real gritty Bible to really help people. I I wasn't preaching religion. So once that stuff switched y'all, things fell apart. And, 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 And let me just try to sum this up for you. We end up leaving that ministry. And I told the leadership, I said, listen, if you and I, this is my exact words. I remember where I was at and what I said. Mm-hmm. I said, if you and I do not meet, I said, this is bigger than you and I. This is about the kingdom of God. This is about uh, this church surviving. Yeah. If we do not meet and talk about these differences of what's going on, because they try to bring other people outside of the ministry yeah. into the ministry to straighten us out. And, and, they I told had, you know, and they had ill intentions. They try, These people that they brought in tried to adopt me. and like, man, you're right. you a great preacher, yada, yada, yada. And I always had some type of reserves. I'm like, why are these people always reaching out to me and like, oh, we just love you and yada, yada, And I try to tell the leadership that I was operating under, we don't need to do this. This needs to be between us and this house. We don't need to bring nobody outside this house into the house to straighten out a problem that's internal. No, we're going to bring him in. This guy that they brought in, his wife became snakes. They were snakes.
1: Snake in the grass. Snake
0: in the grass. They befriended everybody and then they were stabbing everybody in the back. And I witnessed this and I watched this and it affected me to a point where uh, I, I left the ministry and the people that they brought in to help solve the issue end up replacing me. <laughs> and when they got in a position to replace me, they cleared the entire church out. Yeah. I didn't, we walked away from that church And then we three months later That church crumbled It closed down
1: Yeah Not even in existence
0: Not even in existence anymore Right Be, And we started to watch this And we start, and, and, and it's like Oh y'all church, church hurt It's like No I'm church woke And the thing is Everybody in the world is allowed to hurt you, except the church, hmm. and that's not cool. The church has a role; they play a part in your demise. They play a part in your trauma when it comes to the spiritual aspect of it. And everybody don't want to. Nobody in the church want to take Respect, responsibility. Enemy. They say, "Well, the church is this, and the church is that," and God told me it's like, "No, you're lying." And so, what happened to me personally? That experience traumatized me. Because the church was a place I thought was a safe haven, mm-hmm. a church, a place where I thought I can trust people. A church was a place where I thought I can give my all and reap some great benefits because I'm doing right by God. The church, my idea of church was pure.
1: Yeah.
0: Once these people came in and this was my first, this was my first introduction to church. I didn't have a whole bunch of church experiences and I thought this was it. And people were trying to tell, and I told my wife them. I said, I don't think I'm supposed to be here. I don't think I'm supposed to be here. Like, I'm going to get out of this church. And they were like, no, this is what God got you. You know, God is going to have you run this ministry and this and that. And I felt opposite, but I did it anyways because it was my family. And I'm like, okay, whatever. This Maybe this is what, what God has. But it showed me that it wasn't. So the church closed down. We started our own ministry. People were flocking to the ministry. People was loving the ministry. Uh, and we was preaching from a place where... um uh, we, we understood people. We met people where they were. Mm-hmm. We didn't beat people up. We, we we didn't call people, say, why are you not paying tithes? Or we didn't beat people up for not coming to church every Sunday. We let people go through their process.
1: And we made the word more applicable. Right. We, we started really like we had tried to do at the other ministry, you know, making it something, you know, making a relationship with God. Fun
0: not, and enjoyable. Yeah. And not not a,
1: something that was just a task,
0: task or a chore. We didn't want that, right? No, not at all. And so we created this atmosphere and then then you started to realize because our leadership didn't prepare us for pastoralship.
1: Right.
0: They showed us all our full-time ministry is just going to eat every day, going to walk the park <laughs> go and to the go to the bank and they really didn't show us the nitty-gritty of what pastoralship was. And I was hit with the rude awakening when I had to do all these things. They didn't, they didn't want to show us how to get a 501c3. They didn't want to show us how to do the money.
1: Well, they didn't want us, first of all, they weren't going to be the ones to teach us all of those things, especially after we left. They tried to slander our yeah, they,
0: they Oh, yeah. And I missed that part. They went on social media and slandered. They demolished me. He needs to get saved. He he's a he has a spirit of divination and he he he's this and he's that I'm talking about all on social media where everybody that knew us could see it, I never responded with any ill intent. I said, you know what? I'm a man of integrity. I don't operate like this, but I did say this. Y'all look how the leadership is coming at me. I said for those who attend the church that we started, do not respond to this foolishness because we do not operate that way.
1: Because at this point we had already just removed them from every every social, social media, media platform, platform and and people would still just text us, call us, DM us, be like, oh, did y'all see this? Or, oh, did y'all see that? Or sh- screenshot things to us about what they were saying about us. And and, and that was hurtful because it's like we spent years, years working and, and, you know, being everything for that ministry. Like, right. like talk about they were right here. We were their right hand. me. Like, we yeah. was right, you know, so... So the the impact that it had on us to see like, okay, so we can't even separate ourselves. Like we tried to to mend it. We tried to work on it. We tr- we tried to do everything that we could and to, set, to continue to say face. We never said anything. We nope. just let them say whatever they wanted to say on social media. We just told people, if y'all see something, don't even tell us. Yeah. Don't even, you know, like. Don't even do it because it just would spiral us. And, it, it, and it, was, it was very hurtful and it was very impactful for us because we went in with the pure intentions. We went in, I know I went in like, okay, God, this is what you call me to do. Like you call me to sing. You call me to help minister the gospel to other people, to get them to you. And ask me if I'm doing that right now.
0: Nope. Neither one of us are operating in ministry. And this is the point we want to get to.
1: It's a Sunday morning and we're doing this. Recording a podcast. Right.
0: Because we was in church every Sunday, faithfully. Sometimes two or three times a Sunday, right? <laughs> but the reason it hurts so much is because the people that was leadership was also family. Yeah. We sat down and had dinner, breakfast, lunch with these people. <laughs> we built a bond, right? Yeah. And when all that stuff happened, we fell apart. We started our own ministry. We did what we could with ministry and the people wasn't invested. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to kill myself anymore behind ministry. So let me tell you what I did. Because of the experience I had, I stopped trusting people. Yeah. I don't trust pastors to this day. I don't go to church to this day. I don't uh, read my Bible like I should. And I know the Bible. I studied the Bible. I can still consider myself uh, not a novice, but I'm advancing in biblical texts. Yeah. right. I know this stuff, but I don't do, I don't listen to worship music no more. Because of the traumatic experience I had with the ministry that I was a part of, it jacked me up. I think people are out to get me in ministry. I think people say what they want to say to get you to do what they want in ministry and then later on abuse you. These are my thought processes. You're talking about trauma. Mm-hmm. This is where I'm at. And people be like, oh, man, you just need to get back in church. And you're talking about you church hurts. The church ain't done nothing. you know? And I'm like, no, you don't understand. Yeah. I gave my life. I, I forfeited my whole teenage life. 20s and all the way into my 30s I forfeited to live a life of holiness and righteousness both my wife and I and this is the thanks we get it got to a point where I didn't believe in God no more I stopped believing in God hmm. I didn't want to rock with Jesus and none of us are real I started looking up other religions you know what I'm saying I looked up Satanism to see what that's about my mind went so far left because I'm like the people who were supposed to love me and protect me and, 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 and this is church now this is not just a club right. this is ministry Done me this way, I don't fool with them. And ask me today, when is the last time I preached a sermon? I still know how to do it. Ask me today, um, when the last time I sat down with pastors and talked and fellowship with pastors and, and ministry? I won't do it, and nobody can get me to do it because I'm going through my process. Yeah, I'm just now getting back into a place where I rock with God again. But I don't pray the same like I used to. You know what I'm saying? I don't ask God for things like I used to ask Him. And oh God, please do this and please. Do. I don't. Do, I'm my own person now, and a lot of things that I need. I get them on my own. A lot of things I need to change about myself, I work on changing them on my own. I don't rely on God to do everything for me like I used to. Given the fact that what I've experienced in life and I prayed for and I prayed against, these things didn't happen. So my relationship with God has even changed. Do I still love God? Absolutely. Do I believe that Jesus Christ is real? Absolutely. Do I know the Holy Spirit works? Absolutely. But I don't rock with ministry or people in ministry the way that I used to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it, and it's sad that it, it, it has that it has had that big of an effect on us. And I think that in these last, you know, three years, there there have been so many other things that have taken place within our life um, that also fuels that. And and I think that, you know, now, like you said, you're on your own personal journey. I'm on my own personal journey where, you know, like we're. We're really trying to tap into who God is for us as individuals. Um, and people always ask, well, would y'all ever start a ministry again? Would y'all ever join another ministry? And it's like, I, Corey will be like, no, I'm kind of like, you know, I don't know what, what the future holds. I can't say what tomorrow will bring. But at this point in life where we are right now, it's like, we have to, we, have, you know, that the, 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 the pure intentions that we had, the passion, the desire, and you know, that zeal was completely stripped. And, you know, it's like, sometimes I see people and, you know, going through different situations and my heart cries for them. And, and, and I might, you know, go into prayer for them, or I might reach out to them and say something, but, but the way that I would do it before is definitely not the same. Um And so I think that within anything, you know, right. it's like within if you're going through a hard time in a relationship with a spouse or if you have experienced childhood trauma or church hurt because it's real, Um, even all of the things that are taking place in this world right now, you know, it's like we think that, you know, we, it's 2020 and we things technology and we're so progressive and, you know, all of these things that we feel like we should be more advanced in, and we're still you know very much like reliving things that that shouldn't be um and so I think that a lot of times we we our outlook on things we categorize it and we try to say well this I should be able to get over this easy this shouldn't this shouldn't have this impact on me or or you know whatever and it and it's like but But these things are all relational and these things all play a part in like your mind, body and soul, how you feel. You know, like sometimes I try to listen to worship music and I'm a worshiper. Like my daughter the other day was like, Mom, can you still even sing? You haven't even sang in a long time. And, you know, that really kind of like affected me a little bit. Like, you know, like, well, I don't know. I haven't even I haven't even tried. You know, like I sing in the car, I sing you know, when I'm listening to the radio, but like to say in, in that purest, you know, like I was singing every Sunday. I had been singing every Sunday for my entire life, you know? um, And, but it's like the, the words and the, the spirit, how it used to come over me doesn't have that effect anymore. And, and, you know, and so it's like right now, just working on getting back to that place of like, uh, balance and just figuring out like, Lord, where, where do you have for me to be? Like just me and you, you know, like me working on me with God and Corey working on himself between him and God and, and, you know, trying to, to put positive energy out into the, to the atmosphere and trying to just, you know, do the best that we can, um, to get back to, not even get back to. Yeah, I am about you say, know? I, like I to don't even, yeah. To get to a place. place right, of, I don't want to get back to. Of healing. healing. A place of tranquility and peace. Um, and, you know, and I think that it can be disheartening because, like I've said in this entire podcast, is that we went in with our hearts so pure and so... You know, just like we want to help people, we want to help people love God the way that we love God, because we know that God loves us, and 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 we're not perfect, and and it's not a perfect life, and 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 being a, a Christian or walking with God is not being walking in perfection, but it's about relationships, and it's about right, you right. know accountability and responsibility, <clears throat> and and you know to not even feel that anymore. Um, to not even, you know, sometimes I wake up on Sunday mornings and I'm like, what am I supposed to do with my life? Like laundry? Um, because it's, it's, it's still ingrained in me. It's something that I had, that we had done for so long that it still doesn't feel right.
0: Well, and that's, and that's her speaking for her, right? Yeah. that's For me, I'm fine because I know when I was in it, I gave everything I had to God. I gave everything I had to the ministry. And I fought and I fought and I fought even through all the abuse and everything. And I brushed it off and I kept fighting. And so I'm like, now it's my time to live my life. And I still meet with people. I still counsel people. I still, uh, somebody hit me up the other day. I'm depressed. Can you, can we talk? I still put positivity into the atmosphere. I just don't do it in a traditional setting no more. And things have switched for me. And I feel like now I'm living my best life. And people are telling me, you know, I had, uh, you know, leadership tell me, because I'm under new leadership now, if that's what you want to call it. And they're like, you know, just get back in the word. Mentorship. Yeah, mentorship. and, And, you know, yeah, mentorship. Get back in the word. And, you know, you study God again for yourself and all this. And I'm like, I'm not ready to pick up the Bible. So this is what I'm telling you, whoever's listening.
1: Yeah.
0: On the podcast. Don't allow nobody to rush your healing process. Yeah. Period. Because sometimes we're trying to rush our healing process. We're trying to savor over it so everybody around us can feel better. But you're still hurt on the inside. You're still bleeding. Yeah. You take your time with your process. Because I'm going to tell you something. If I know anything about God, God knows time. Yes. And God knows process. And God knows when you're going to be healed and when you're not. God knows when you're going to be over it and when you're not. You don't rush because people are telling you they want you to help and get back in ministry or they want you to help and get back in a relationship or they want you to mend things with your family. Mm-hmm. Time is short, right? We don't know the day or the hour when it comes to life being bre- lived on this earth, but you still have a process. Mm-hmm. And because everybody else needs you to rush to get to a better place, it's it's going to be premature. And it's, it's going
1: to take And it's going to take, yeah. You getting to that better place. place.
0: So, <clears throat> don't rush anything. We want to share our experience with you because some of you may listen. Listening may be going through the same things, and not just church. We're relationships. You go in relationship pure, Mm -hmm. and you are doing the best that you can. And so, take your time with everything you're doing. If you're hurt, go through the hurt process. If you're healing. Heal the proper way. Don't allow nobody to rush you. I'm still healing and I'm getting to a, and I know once I get back to a place or I arrive to a place, because I'm not trying to go back. I'm not trying to be perfect either. Once I arrive to a place, it's going to be pure again because it wasn't rushed. It wasn't forced. It was on my own time and my own doing. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to stay in a place to have an excuse for all the ones that may be thinking that. No, I gave my all. Mm -hmm. and my awe was not good enough. My awe, I say I was spiritually raped in so many uh, words, and now I'm back to a place where it's like, okay, I can thank God again. You know, I can say Jesus again. I can still pray in tongues. I did the other day, right? The thing is, I'm taking my time with it. So for all y'all listening, take your time with your process, whether it be in a relationship, be with family, be with church, be on a job, health, whatever, take your time and be, you owe it to yourself to be yourself. Yeah. I wasn't myself for a long time. I wore a lot of masks to please everybody around me, but I was losing my identity. And once I left the ministry, I found my identity, really found it. Yeah. Because all they tell you, you can only find it in Christ. No, I found my identity outside of Christ because before I knew Christ, I had an identity, right? And it wasn't bad, <clears throat> God gives us our own unique identity. He gives us our own unique DNA. And he don't want us to lose those things. So that's where I'm at with it. Uh, Alicia's doing her own thing. And we're thriving. And I, I can speak for personal experience and my own experience. I'm living my best life. I'm happy. Ain't coming back before, you. Sure not. So <laughs> thank y'all for tuning in. You will listen to another episode with Life with Me and Mrs. Jones. Thank y'all for tuning in. We got another hot one coming at y'all next week. So until next time, go ahead and listen. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button, like, whatever you need to do to keep up with us. Share it. Y'all, we appreciate Mm -hmm. y'all support. Let's keep the ball rolling. We love y'all.
1: Bye.